you have single-handedly changed our family because of mastermind because i felt safe enough and realized with your help realized that it's not just about the picking up of the toys and the back talk and the productive conversation scripts it's not about that it's about healing myself and becoming a better version of myself and showing up and being able to be that way for my entire family I really credit you with doing something that I literally have not been able to do with countless therapists and all the journaling and all the thinking and all the meditating and all the things. It was because of you. So thank you for helping heal what I thought was unhealable. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Randy here. And I wanted to let you guys know about something that I made for you. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And it is an ebook that you will download and you'll be able to write in. And it's got all kinds of tips and tools and some of my favorite exercises so that you can get on the road to taking action and really creating a happier household. I wanted to offer this to you because I know a lot of you are looking for resources and really struggling right now. So go ahead and download my free guide. It's called The Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And you go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. Hope you enjoy it. My name is Randy Rubenstein, and welcome to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast, where we believe when your thoughts grow, the conversations in your home flow. You're listening to the Mastermind Parenting Podcast with Randy Rubenstein, episode 33. In this podcast episode, it's actually a Facebook Live clip that I did in my private Mastermind Parenting Basics group, where a mom was asking about a situation and she was wanting to know why the calm down corner wasn't working for her strong-willed seven-year-old. And so I asked for a little more context about what was going on. And what I typically find happen is that people come in to the course and they're like, teach me the tools, teach me the tools. And especially when you have one of these strong-willed kids, how do I get them to stay in their calm down corner? And when the calm down corner is used without really empathizing and building that trust and taking the time to undo the damage of the way you and your strong-willed child have been communicating and interacting up until, you know, you came into this course, um, and until you've taken the time to repair that relationship and really build the connection and build the trust, the calm down corner is just a different term for timeout. It doesn't feel any different for them. And, and it's always a clear indicator from a parent that they are not fully getting it or understanding or, or really ready to start using it if they are wondering how they can get their out-of-control child to stay there. Um, I didn't really realize this. A lot of times teaching this stuff, because I've been practicing it for so long and because I am a real mom in the trenches and I've honestly retrained my brain and this 
This is what comes naturally for me the majority of the time. I was telling my husband recently, I said, you know, it's, it's sometimes it's kind of like, you know, calculus, but you're going back and really needing to teach people addition. And so there's sometimes just like little pieces where I'm like, ooh, okay, I got to, I got to teach that differently. And so I'm constantly learning how to teach things more effectively. And, and what I've, I very, very recently realized is that when I teach this, the calm down corner and it's, and somebody comes into it before they have done all those other foundation building things to repair the relationship and really, really build the connection. It's not effective. It is just another term for timeout. So I think in this Facebook live, I explain why the calm down corner cannot be used until you have repaired the relationship. And I talk about repairing the relationship in this context at with with teaching the sibling fighting tool. Now this, you guys, is one of, I think it's the best tool, and it's a very high level tool, but I think it is one of the best, best tools I teach. Um, I haven't heard anyone else teach it in this way. I teach a strategy called victim first. I hate the term victim, but you guys will see that what I'm referring to when I teach it. And I haven't ever really taught this publicly and made it just publicly available before. It's something that it's really a high level tool that I teach in my private programs. Uh, but I'm making it available for you guys, all my podcast listeners. I feel like being super generous and, um, I hope you enjoy it and get a lot from it. And just wanted to share this with you guys. So your seven year old and four year old are fighting and it's real heated and the seven-year-old's freaking out because baby sister touched a post-it note, which I think this is such a good example of, it doesn't really matter what it is. Uh, they're just gonna fight a lot of times. And it might be that um, she's tired. So it doesn't really matter. Like touching a post-it note is such a great example because what may have happened is, who knows? Like seven-year-old might be just like annoyed with sister. She's tired. She didn't get enough sleep last night. It's hard to live with people. People get on your nerves. Please, right now I just got back from spending the whole day with my family. My husband's so on my nerves right now. I'm like hiding outside. He's totally gonna come out here any minute. And I love him to pieces, but it, we, it's hard to live with people. So, Maybe And maybe baby sister's been following her around all morning. Maybe she did something, like, you don't even know what all has been built up in her. But the bottom line is, is seven-year-old sister is so frustrated and she's acting on the outside the way she feels on the inside. So you walk in and it's this heated, crazy exchange. She, they're forehead to forehead and she's schooling her younger sister and younger sisters sitting there like deer in the headlights so you immediately go you're the i'm trying to think of a better word than mediator because everybody thinks that i'm saying like sibling meditation instead of mediation so we're not using that word we're just calling this the sibling fighting tool now um but you go up to the one who seems like she's the victim right now at this moment the truth is, is she may have been the silent aggressor moments before and you didn't witness that. 
it takes two to tango that's what we know about these things so really what you're doing is you're stepping into kind of a mediation role and we're going to be teaching them conflict resolution because it's hard to live with people so you walk up to four-year-old who looks like she's getting pretty darn victimized right now you make sure she's safe if there is physical aggression or physical um, you know violent words being used you swoop her away for a second you put her on your lap you number one first and foremost you make sure she is emotionally and physically safe you get her to a place you get calm you put your hands on her we're focusing on the healing not the hurting that's where we're putting our attention okay so you swoop her away if it's super aggressive and you put your hands and you say hey you were wanting to play with sister wanting to touch something and she got really upset with you and and it got scary for a minute you can guess what it is you can guess what she might be feeling if she's not feeling those things it's okay she'll correct you she might say I'm not scared or I'm mad or she's so mean or whatever she says you're empathizing with the victim you're letting her know I've got you you're safe like you're letting her know through your actions so you're not gonna shame your older daughter you don't need to worry about that your your mind is thinking I'm gonna see both of their perspectives it takes two to tango I don't know the whole story and number one first and foremost I'm getting this one to safety and you're just calming her down you're saying that was scary or you, you were curious about you're just gonna like put words to her experience this is empathy you are seeing her perspective and conveying it this is what we're doing for the victim first that was scary you were curious about what sister was doing you were curious about those post-it notes she put up and you wanted to touch them you like to touch things and you were curious about that get her talking whatever she says I just want you to be a sounding board and mirror back whatever she says like I just wanted to touch it I just wanted to see it I I you know she she was being so mean and I just touched it real quick with my thumb whatever oh you were just curious and you wanted to touch it with your thumb because there were post-it notes up and they were you were curious about that okay I get it and she came and got really angry with you and she put her forehead to forehead and she put her hands on you and that wasn't okay with you so when somebody puts their hands on you when sister puts her hands on you or anyone puts their hands on you or says angry words at you you can say I don't like it when you touch me like that please stop say it with mommy now when somebody touches you or does something say it with mommy I don't like it when you now do you see what we're doing here you guys we're getting her to safety we're also teaching her assertiveness skills in the moment we're not bashing sister all we're saying is when someone touches you or speaks to you in an aggressive violent way you don't like it so you say I don't like it say it with me now so she can make sure and hear your words when that happens and she's gonna maybe if she's more passive she might be like I don't like it and you could say okay first for her to really hear you you have to say it in a way where she can hear you like mommy saying I don't like it when you touch me like that please stop say it with your strong with your strong voice let me hear you say it with your strong voice I don't like it now the more you model this this is the beautiful thing you guys and Tara 
especially the more you're te when we teach things we learn it on a whole diff on a whole deeper level so you're modeling this with the victim you're also practicing your own assertive voice there i don't like it when you okay so then you go to the aggressor next okay right now tara what i really want you to focus on is getting her to safety working with her on her assertive voice because the more she finds that the more the girls are going to be able to work these things out themselves and you can stop intervening so much i have a feeling a lot of this pattern is that when older sister is you know bent out of shape about something and she attacks younger sister mommy comes and all the attention is on her and she gets a lot of mommy attention which positive or negative attention they don't really care attention's attention from the mama so this has actually been um, a pattern that in some way has been working for her because she's feeling unregulated on the inside she freaks out and melts down she gets all mommy's attention it's a it's a release of some of that built up big emotion in her body when she melts and freaks out and does all those things so there's the release so that's actually a coping skill and then she gets mommy's undivided attention so we want to disrupt that pattern first and foremost by going victim first putting words with the victim's perspective and then following it up with some assertiveness after you handle victim you go to aggressor now seven-year-old might is used to getting all this attention and running the show and everybody's walking on eggshells not even touching her post-it notes so she may follow you and do everything in her power to be getting your attention in this moment mommy that's not true i didn't say that blah 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 blah, blah. If she's following you and she's there with you, I want you to continue focusing on baby sister. And all you're gonna do is you're gonna send the aggressor the nonverbal cue. You're gonna put a hand on her. You're gonna put some kind of loving hand on her. And you may quickly just say, I'll, I'll talk. I promise you, I will talk with you in just a minute. Wait a minute, I'm talking to sister first. Wait a minute, I'm talking to sister first. Then you're gonna ignore her, you're gonna have a hand, you're maybe gonna gently kind of stroke her and let her know non-verbally, you will get your day in court. So you're sending her that message. So so after you've dealt with, with victim, then you go to aggressor. This is the positive intent part. This is the part that's so hard because we make their behavior mean, especially when they're being aggressive, especially when they're hurting someone else that we love, especially when they're acting out in all these ways with all this hateful language. It's, this is the mind mastery piece. We're gonna apply positive intent because remember, she is acting out the way she feels on the inside. So she's unregulated. So we're just gonna say something like, you had those post-it notes up, you put them exactly where you wanted. You wanted them to stay safe. You wanted them to be exactly there. You didn't want anyone to mess with them. You got very concerned when baby sister came and was touching them because you put them exactly where you wanted them and you didn't want anyone to touch them. So you got super frustrated about that. Okay, that's us applying positive intent and basically saying, I don't think you're a bad guy. I know you freaked out. I don't think you're a bully. I don't think you're a hateful, horrible person. I think you just wanted to protect your post-it note. That, you know, we're not saying it in those words, but we're just putting words to her experience. This is empathy. This is positive intent. We're saying we realize that your intent was positive. You wanted to protect your post-it notes, okay? 
when you when you empathize in that way by applying positive intent to somebody who's feeling totally unregulated and out of control they can't help but move up in the centers of their brain to their prefrontal cortex that's what empathy does that's what positive intent does and that's how we actually teach them better coping skills to improve future behavior so there's absolutely no shame here. You're doing the opposite of shame. You're basically saying, I'm gonna, I, I get you, I feel you. And once she can hear you, like that's accomplishing the same thing the calm down corner is accomplishing. The calm down corner is all about, here's a safe spot when you're feeling big giant emotions and out of control in your body and out of your mind. This is a place that you get to go and regroup and get yourself to a more civilized place so that we can talk and we can figure this out. Like we're a team, nothing is off limits here. We communicate, we can, we, can, we can figure anything out. It's hard to live with people. We get on each other's nerves. We get, you know, frustrated. We wanna punch something, it's okay. This is a space where you get to go and it's all yours to calm yourself down then you can come back and we can talk about this. That's the point of the calm down corner. So when she's acting super out of control and all of a sudden you just attack it with, you need to go to your calm down corner right now, I can't understand you. Before we've done this whole sibling tool, before we've empathized with her, before we've built connection, she's not buying in, right? And she's gotten a whole lot of bang for her buck with this pattern of freaking out and hijacking the whole household, she doesn't want to disrupt that pattern. In some way, it's weird way it's working for her. So we're using our emotional adult brain to manage the situation and to stop the hijacking. And empathy works every single time when we learn how to do it correctly. So after she, she feels you empathizing, yes, I put those post-it notes, okay, I hear you. You, you, those post-it notes were super important to you. And so when something like that's going on and someone else comes and crosses a boundary with you because they start touching your stuff and it's not okay with you, how do you communicate that in a way they can hear? How do you do it in a way that shows what an amazing, smart, big girl you are? How do you do it? Because I know you have better skills. Let's talk about that. All you have to do is say, hey, not okay. The post-it note's off limits. It's really important to me. You can look with your eyes, sister. You can look with your eyes. Please do not touch that. Please only look with your eyes. And when anyone in this household is not, is crossing your boundary and you feel like they are being disrespectful and not listening to your words, I'm, I'm always here. You can always come to me and say, hey, need your help, mom. Need your help. I will be there. You know I will be there. It's hard for me to help you when everyone's freaking out. It makes us all feel like we're freaking out and we don't get anything accomplished. Okay? So all we're doing is mediating the situation, which I'm trying to figure out a better word than that. We're just being that person that's like, I'm the head coach. We've got this. It's nothing's that big of a deal. And we can talk about anything. We're a family. We've got each other's backs. And sometimes we're going to get on each other's nerves. And it's okay. We can talk about this stuff. And we can move on. Now, you're going to do this. And you're going to practice it. And it, 
And it, as you, all these different skills that we've learned throughout this 30 days or the last, whatever, 23 days, this is all building up to be able to have these types of conversations. And you've never, you're not going to get it right the first 300 times of doing it. And you got to keep getting back on that horse and trying again and trying again. And you can't remember the words because you're being triggered and you model taking super deep breaths. And you're like, I need to just think. First, I just got to keep everyone safe. Okay, all I can do right now is keep everyone safe. Okay, I need everyone to separate right now because I got to think. <sighs> We need to just calm the tension down here, guys. We're all gonna calm down and then we're gonna come back and talk about this. Give yourself that space to think clearly. Remind yourself, no one's gonna die. No one's gonna die, that's telling your brain this is not a tiger in the jungle. We're all gonna be okay. And I deserve the space to learn this stuff and to practice it and I don't have to get it right the first 300 times, it's okay. I'm gonna keep four-year-olds safe. I'm going to attend to seven-year-old. I'm going to give myself the time to practice these new skills. And I'm not going to put all this pressure on myself to get the wording just right. You're not going to be shaming anyone because you're going to be seeing everyone's perspective one at a time while also allowing yourself the time and space to practice doing so. Okay? That's what we're doing. We're practicing and we're practicing some more, and we're practicing some, some more, and we're teaching everyone how to use their assertive voice, everyone how to live together in a peaceful way, everyone, everyone how to resolve, we're teaching everyone how to resolve conflict. This is a beautiful thing to do in your own household because when the kids grow up with this type of conflict resolution modeled for them, it comes naturally. So when the girls get to that middle school age where all the crap starts, they've been practicing this in the home for years. They know how to navigate it. They know how to manage it. They know how to assert themselves. They know how to show up as part of the solution. And that's why I want you to lean into it and realize this is your opportunity to be part of the solution, to teach yourself new skills, and to model these amazing skills for the girls, for all your kids. Hey, podcast listeners, it's Randy here, and I wanted to let you guys know about something that I made for you. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household, and it is an ebook that you will download, and you'll be able to write in, and it's got all kinds of tips and tools and some of my favorite exercises so that you can get on the road to taking action and really creating a happier household. I wanted to offer this to you because I know a lot of you are looking for resources and really struggling right now. So go ahead and download my free guide. It's called the Badass Mom's Guide for a Happier Household. And you go to mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. That's mastermindparenting.com forward slash free guide. Hope you enjoy it.